Welcome to the Fister Narration, a series of real-life stories about life at Milwaukee, Wisconsin's iconic Fister Hotel. I'm Jonathan West, the Fister Narrator, and I'm so glad you could stop by today. Hello, it is Wednesday, March the 16th, 2016. I don't know how you people listen to this Fister Narration podcast, but I like to think that you're sitting down sipping a warm beverage. Now, for me, that beverage of choice when it comes to a warm beverage is always going to be a cup of coffee. But I recently had my first experience having afternoon tea at the Fister, and it has opened my mind to the majesty and magic of tea. I'd like to tell you about it today in Coffee Guy Gets Teed Up. Almost exactly one year ago, I spent six long weeks denying myself coffee. I did it as part of a dietary change, and as a substitute for coffee, I was allowed to drink green tea. That's sort of like replacing 100 pounds of the world's finest Swiss chocolate with a pair of damp sweat socks. After six weeks, the first thing I did was drink three pots of coffee. I have not turned back since then and couldn't be happier or more jittery. The effect that this period of coffee abstinence has had on my appetite for tea is brutal. That's why, approaching my recent planned outing for afternoon tea at the Fister, I had one anticipatory feeling. Meh. Oh, what a silly fool I was. Meh was simply the wrong feeling to be hanging on to as I got ready to have the full Fister tea experience. Magnificent would have been a more apt expression of brood awakening, for I now know that the Fister tea experience has the power to wash any taste of indifference out of the mouth of even the hardest core Java Joe or Jane. Ever since I have taken on the role of Fister narrator, I have imagined what a sweet experience it would be for my daughters and wife to enjoy afternoon tea. It's just the sort of thing they like. They actually really enjoy tea. I've seen them drink it many times, always with smiles on their pretty faces. I also have it on good authority that they like desserts that you can pick up with your fingers and pop easily into a mouth. Basically, afternoon tea is firmly in their wheelhouse. So I knew even though tea wasn't my thing, it would be a rare and wonderful treat for them to enjoy. The day in question of our recent tea experience was something of an occasion for gluttony for me. In fact, I had chosen this day to have afternoon tea with my family expressly because I was intentionally keeping things on the light side in terms of caloric consumption during the day. In my mind... I was warmly planning to back off the tea service so my wife and daughters could really lean into it. My calendar was booked with an annual dinner with friends later in the evening, the sort of thing that you prepare for by not eating for about 14 days prior. I would leave afternoon tea with my family and order a 72-ounce steak covered with buttered mushrooms. So attending tea with my girls, something that I wasn't particularly on the edge of my seat to drink or nosh upon, seemed like the perfect diversion where I would easily back off on sating myself. Believing full well that I would demure from more than a nibble and a sip at tea, 
I ordered an appropriate amount of sweet and savory treats for the four of us. I remember actually saying to my family, Oh, I'm sure I won't actually eat anything. <laughs> you know, I have to eat all that beef later. That statement set me up to prove one very important fact about my culinary leanings. When I am presented with food that is glorious to gaze upon and seeping pots of delicately and colorfully flavored aromatic beverages, I have absolutely positively no restraint. Those tea sandwiches, scones, and last drops of hot tea never knew what hit them. I now understand from first-hand knowledge that there is nothing more genteel than enjoying afternoon tea at the Fister. My family and I arrived at the 23rd floor and were escorted to the sofas arranged in front of the fireplace in blue. I looked around at a room full of graceful, happy people with arched pinkies sipping piping hot cups of tea. A pair of ladies sat behind us, lingering over a long conversation. You ladies look like you're having a wonderful afternoon, I said, noting that there was the air of celebration about their mid-afternoon clatch. It's her 70th birthday, said one of the women as she slipped some leftover treats into a carry-out container that the attentive staff had provided her. We get to take some of these treats home to keep the memory of a perfect afternoon going. My family wished these two charming women well as they gathered their belongings and made their way out into the afternoon sunshine. I thought it sweet that the women had taken a tea-time doggy bag home, but as we launched into tea I also felt safe knowing that there would be plenty of treats for my ladies, perhaps even a skosh too much since I had plans to keep my hands to home and my lips pursed. Then Juan showed up. If you have the chance to enjoy tea service at the Fister, you have a great opportunity to be guided to the tea bar by an expert. Juan is the resident tea butler, and as he presented 15 different choices for tea to my family and me, I felt all tea inhibitions melting away. If Juan had told me to drink tea out of my elbow, I'm sure I would have done it, because his description of the body, fragrance, and luxurious notes of every flavor of tea presented was better than the next. I chose to have a pot of Earl Grey tea, because I came to understand that it had the most caffeine. Therefore, I took the leap to translating this fact into, it's the most like coffee. My wife and daughters, true warm-blooded tea drinkers, chose adventurous and fruity herbal varieties. They weren't trying to cover anything. It was tea they had come for, and it was tea they were getting. When the tea came in stunning, sterling silver pots, I felt my knees weaken. This tea looked pretty good. What would it hurt to try a cup, right? You'll understand this if you have had the beautiful chance to enjoy afternoon tea at the hands of the Fister's masterful staff, but after the first sip of perfectly brewed tea you were presented... Your taste buds open, and you immediately desire some delectable snack. There is no problem in this regard, of course, because at afternoon tea service on the 23rd floor of the Fister, treats appear before your eyes, and they are as pretty as jewels and as scrumptious as anything you've ever put in your mouth. How I know this, me, the one who had such heavy resolve going into this event to not partake of too much that was put in front of me so I could save room for all the stake in the world later on in the day, has to do with the fact that I have what you can call a true lust for life. In other words, I'm a pig of the highest degree. 
The gateway food to my ultimate demise on the Tower of Treats presented to us was a beautiful little crab salad finger sandwich. My family does not like crabs, so they suggested I take those for a little snack. I obliged, wanting to be polite, but half an hour later I lost all sense of time and space as I was lathering mascarpone cheese on my third scone, and my daughters were realizing that there would be no carry-out containers to take home like the lovely women we had met earlier in the day. My youngest daughter, Carmela, had been watching me lap up my tea and recognize something in each sip I took. She said, "'You look just like you do when you drink coffee, Daddy, like an old man with a scrunched-up face.'" The little tea-hugger was right, of course. Because of my trip down the tea road at the Fister, I now see no difference in the pleasures of a good cuppa, be it coffee or tea. And, oh, if you're wondering, no fears. I ate all my steak later that evening and washed it down with a nice hot cup of black coffee. Thanks for joining me today. You can read and listen to more Fister stories at blog.thefisterhotel.com. I'm Jonathan West, and I hope you'll check in again real soon.